Oh boy, his arms get grow so big and go whoop a loop a loop a loop and his head goes whoop a loop a loop a loop. I haven't seen a script, but I've no doubt if it isn't up to par, they'll chuck it out. Ooh la 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 la. All my actor friends are cracking wise, but I can see the envy in their eyes. Don't you watch the TV show? Don't you remember when Ash beat Lieutenant Sarge with Pikachu, even though Lieutenant Sarge had a Raichu? That can be you, but to land it. But Pokemon, the anime doesn't follow the real rules of the game. But there is some logic to it where, like, Pikachu's faster because he didn't evolve. Like, you learn different attacks if you don't evolve. There's You can do it. Listen, I'm fully on board and I already do it. I have a land it. And, I, and it was male, and I made sure it was male, and I never evolved it. I got a Salazzle in Sun and Moon because Professor Oak just gives you a Salazzle. I, I would like and to... And I immediately moved them out. I used them for a second, and then as soon as you needed to, like, feed them a bean, I was like, fuck off. No, this is the third time on Fan Fiction I know, Writers I Room that you've brought up how much you hate <laughs> Salandit's evolve form. Yep. Welcome to Fan Fiction Writers Room. <laughs> I'm your editing manager, Spencer Suarez. I'm your managing editor, Liz Cernick. Here on Fan Fiction Writers Room, we take characters submitted by you, the listener, and add them to our ever-expanding master list. Four are then selected at random and weaved into a masterpiece, in the way all great stories were meant to be told, by amateurs on the internet. You can email submissions to ffwrshow at gmail.com or on Twitter at ffwrshow. This week's characters are Popeye, sent in by Liv Duhamel. Thank you, Liv. Hot Rod from the film Hot Rod, mm. sent in by Calvin Hamill. Oh, thank you, Calvin. Oh, my gosh. Hamels. Yeah. Oh, the Hamels. They uh, did it. Janet from The Good Place, sent in by Calvin Hamill. Oh, thank you, Calvin. And our only non-Hamill this week, <laughs> Enid Coleslaw, sent in by Ross Jackson. Oh, thank you, Ross. And our tags this week, uh, this week our fan fiction is tagged with Living Together, Mm. Fertility issues mm-hmm. and exes. Oh, exes living together with fertility issues. Yeah. My goodness. Now, I think we've bowled all of those guys before. Yeah. What's so we happening? Have to use them. What's now. happening is we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Please send us some new characters because. We, we are, we've picked up, we've reeled in these fishes. We looked at them. We said, ah, no, there's not a whole lot of meat on here. We threw it back. And uh, the lake, we've emptied the lake of the big fishies. And yeah. now we have to figure out what we're going to do with uh, Enid Coleslaw. Disney Plus in our timeline has just dropped. I got to get Disney Plus, right? I think you do, yeah. It's got it's got the Star Wars is on them. Mm -hmm. It's got the Disney's on them. It's got Hannah Montana. Yeah, you got to get it just for Hannah Montana. Yeah, the my roommates. I well, I gotta get it because I lost my Treasure Planet DVD. So, (laughs) I mean, I could buy a new one. I guess the best film on the on Disney Plus, Treasure Planet from two thousand and I don't know two thousand two. I'm going to say probably uh, no, I think Lilo and Stitch was 2002. So Disney is a company. Okay. That we all know. Right. 
I follow. And I just want to talk about how weird a company Disney is for a minute. Okay. Especially now that Disney Plus is out, you can really, like, see this history of this company that's just changed a lot. And it's just not the same company they were in, like, the 40s. But they, they're they pretending really hard to be the same company. <laughs> yeah. They're telling us they're the same company. Like, you watch Lady and the Tramp, which I watched the other day uh-huh. because Disney Plus is out. Wait, the live action one? No, I didn't watch the uh. live action one because I'm not because <laughs> i don't hate myself <laughs> yeah I, I i haven't watched any of those live action films maybe i will someday maybe one of them will grab me maybe mulan is maybe gonna grab me it looks a little weird i might mm-hmm. watch mulan but I, mm-hmm. I have no interest in watching any of the, the others mm. um so i watched lady and the tramp and i was like this movie is not for me but Disney now only makes movies for me. Basically, Star Wars, Marvel, all, like Frozen 2, Wreck-It Ralph 2, what else are they making? They're as much as I don't go and watch their live action remakes, like they're marketed for me. Like mm-hmm. they are directed for me. Lady and the Tramp, that's a movie for like old ladies. <laughs> and young young children and young young children it's a movie that's like but it's like is it for young young children like i know that young young children watch it but like it's a movie about a dog rich dog and then for like 40 minutes the dog is like worried about a baby and that's it for like 40 minutes and that's fine i'm not criticizing this mm. i'm just saying like not a lot happens in this movie. And that's fine. I like a movie where nothing happens. But it's just a dog. Being a dog. Yeah. I kind of like those old Disney movies because they remind us that, um, oh, yeah, seeing stuff on a screen used to be a novelty. Yeah. Like, the it animation is... special it, yeah, yeah. The animation itself is the point. Yes. Yeah. When it's just like, especially those old scenes, when it's just like a, a beautiful moment of like... Uh, like the mom just rocking the baby, singing that La La Lou song, and the dog just hanging out. And it's just like, look at this beautiful scene. Yeah. Look at our art. Listen to our music. Just, just wow. In, in the same way that we go it's and not the watch, story. It's the, yeah. We go and watch Transformers to see, look what our computers can do. This was look what yeah, our look animators can do. Yeah, look what our, our artists can do. Uh, and yeah, like I watched Sleeping Beauty and it was like, this movie is perfect. It is a 100% perfect creation from whoever. I, I don't actually know the story directors or the like top dog dudes who were in charge of Sleeping Beauty. Right. I imagine it wasn't Walt, uh, but he definitely like wanted it to be this, this operatic, this high art thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that was his. But then obviously, because he wanted to make this high art, this this real art, he surrounded himself by, quote unquote, real artists who were above animation to a certain degree. Anima- like you hear uh, Milt Call 
one of the animators who animated on those old films talk about once he retired, he never animated again. He barely drew after that. Mm. He like went and made uh, sculptures, I think, was like what he did for his remaining years. Um, they were all like capital A artists that were making animation as a business, as a job. That was their day job. Yeah, exactly. And it's just now they are run by the nerds that grew up on Disney films, you know? Yeah. And like Disney has bought a bunch of nerd properties, mainly Marvel and Star Wars. And they're really leaning into nerd shit with Wreck-It Ralph. And even Frozen and Moana are like ironic about their princessness. They're like cool about it. (laughs) It's like, Sleeping Beauty is so earnest. It is so boring, but it's just so, it's doing what it, it sets out to do and it does it perfectly. Yeah. But like, man, what a boring movie. Right? When I was, when I was, uh. And I love it. I genuinely yeah, love no, watching it. Same. Um, but there's that weird middle age quality where you're young enough to find the slapstick and the, you don't really care what's happening in the plot. You yeah. just like the music and the princess dancing and the funny fairies, et cetera, et cetera. And then, Ooh, the scary dragon. And then you grow up and you actually pay attention to the story, but you're not yet old enough to appreciate the artistry, like your teen years. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking boring. Nothing fucking happens in that movie. Yeah. And, and it's one of my favorite Disney movies. Like, It sets out to do nothing. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. I love... Again, where it's like the the dancing in the woods, like, that's the point of that scene. I gotta say... It's the beauty of it. These fairy bitches... I fucking love these fairy bitches. When when she's just like trying to make a cake, there's an entire like 10 minute scene of them they, just trying to make a cake stand up. The and story it's so goes, good. the it's story so goes good. that these bitches, these fairy fucking bitches, <laughs> raised this They're so dumb. <laughs> raised this girl for 16 years. They never learned how to cook. <laughs> They yeah, never right. learned how to sew. They did are peasants. Just, They've lived as peasants for 16 years and they never learned how to sew. Did she take care of herself this she whole did. time? Legitimately, <laughs> she's the most capable. There's no way they didn't. Right? Just have a baby taking care of oh, the fucking man. baby. Aurora is just the adult among idiots. And then Aurora touches the spindle and these fucking morons, they're like, they just double down. They're like, we're not going to fucking tell anybody about this. Let's just put everyone to sleep. They yeah. put the whole kingdom to sleep because they fucked up. They, these two idiots, these two, I love them. You mean three? These three idiots, these three idiots whom I love, they screw up so badly. They let Aurora out of their sight for 10 seconds and she goes and kills herself. <laughs> and then they're like, okay. We're not going to own up to this one. We're setting the kingdom asleep. Everyone's Mm going to fall asleep. It's going to be great. And like, they do it. They just never own up. And they don't know that the prince is out there, that the true love that they, that they're, that they can use to break the spell. They don't know that Philip is out there. They, that's a, that they just stumble upon that. Don't they still think she, she like had a flirtatious encounter with some random peasant? They just think that and he, she also is still engaged to this other man yeah, who's a prince. As far as they know, she's going to be asleep 
forever. Yeah. I do have to say, though, um, realistic, though, because they have all magical Oh, yeah. Magical powers. And if you had all magical powers, why would you ever own up to a mistake? Ever. When you can just put everyone to sleep indefinitely, apparently, and then fix your mistake and then wake them up. Like, Like, I don't know a whole lot about old-timey castles and stuff. Like, people came by, right? Like, the castle didn't just, like, exist There had to be, like... Vacuum. trade and markets and so things. like people gonna be knocking on the door saying like hey i want to trade some wheat that's why you got those magical vines growing everywhere with the big thorns but wasn't the, that wasn't wasn't that maleficent that doing? was maleficent's doing i'm just saying they had the ability to that's keep, what's to so keep great ev- about other people story, out is just how convenient everything like philip falls in love aurora and philip fall in love with each other and they're also just happen to be betrothed to each other. It's yeah. perfect. It's That's like, like the only conflict in the story, too. Yeah. And it's and it's a non-conflict. It's a non-conflict. I love it. It's genuinely so great. Mm. And it's like, it's funny. So you think back at Disney as this company who they set out to be the masters of this one special effect and market a specific market. Mm-hmm. Children slash families. Like the idea of... We're going to entertain your kids and you're not going to have a bad time. Yeah. And they did that by taking children's stories that we had been telling for hundreds of years and making their versions of them the canonical, correct telling. Like, you know, Sleeping Beauty, we think of as the Disney film and not really the original story story, fairy tale. Uh, now because of Disney and that's how they made their money and how they made their influence. And now they've become this giant all consuming corporation that is just very loosely connected to Walt's little old Walt's idea of he likes trains and this weird special effect and he wants to make stories that are capital I important. Uh, I think that Walt Dis- the Walt Disney Company has actually lived up to Walt, the, per- the man's expectations uh, pretty perfectly. He he wanted to make a big fat media company. He Animation did. was just yeah. the means to do that. I suppose that I don't is think he true. I actually don't think he wanted to make capital I important stories. I think he wanted to make capital P popular stories. Yeah. I guess he The artists he surrounded himself yeah. with, of course, did. But that was just but, but a convenient means to he, an end. Why for would him. he make a movie like Fantasia then? Because it might have been he, it might have been popular. It he was just a risk. Thought, he was a businessman taking a business risk. You ju- he just he assumed that everyone was the into high art like he was that they would like. Yeah, the well, you you forget you forget that um, making Snow White itself, making the Walt Disney Company uh, feature length animated shows was also a very risky move. Yeah, for sure. That had you know, it just seems like. It at least on paper, you could sell Snow White. And Fantasia seems like really hard to sell. Actually, I think Fantasia doesn't seem like a very hard thing to sell because of the time period where, uh, like I say, it was all about the novelty of the thing. And, and animation so. wasn't wasn't yet so harshly ghettoized in the, the um, children's sector. Mm-hmm. You know, 
especially watching old Fleischer cartoons, old old cartoons before uh, feature animation. Yeah, like they're not for kids. Yeah, that was Disney. They're not. Al- they're not uh, all influence. ages either. They're for adults. Yeah, like they're weird and sexy and mm-hmm. gory and stuff. Yeah, even and I think Fantasia was or Tom and Jerry, same deal. Yeah, it was it was writing that line between like let's just make a musical art film and maybe that'll catch on. I think it was just a calculated business risk. I don't think it was like a personal art endeavor on Disney's part. Uh, Lady and the Tramp doesn't do it for me. I, I ended up shutting it off. A lot of those old Disney movies, Sleeping if I haven't watched them enough. in a long time, I'll rewatch them and I'll be like, oh, this is super boring. But once you remember that they're super boring, yeah. then they're fun to go back to and just rewatch yeah. for the sake of the thing. It's like it's like mindfulness watching, no, yeah, watching Lady is. and the Tramp. Hey? You, you do watch them in a different way. You yeah. watch it like a special effects film. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's interesting. You're just constantly watching for to see what kind of thing that they're doing mm-hmm. um which is neat got some good dogs in it though i love those dogs the problem is that 101 dalmatians yeah that gets that so pretty. gets that dog and it's got fix. way more dogs it's got way more dogs it's, gives the you dogs the dog are fix. doing a little bit and more it's, of an it's a bit more stuff thing. yeah more stuff the, going on. the villains exists yeah and is fun <laughs> and such a jerk for no reason <laughs> And the it's so sketchy looking. I love the texture of it. I love yeah. I love that they uh the the what do you call it when they were doing the Xeroxing. Mm-hmm. I think that's a neat era of Disney, as much as some people don't like it. Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed that they they fixed up the the new editions of them where they got rid of the the cross cross hatching, yeah. the the cross lines in the face. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Popeye? You ever watch a Popeye cartoon? Yeah, Popeye was super weird. I like Popeye a lot. I mean, Popeye's one of our characters this week. That's why I mentioned uh, it. Yeah, well, Popeye's Fleischer. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Popeye cartoons are great. They're just, you know. A bit samey. Yeah, like, this, the same thing happens. But, like, it's, once again, just an excuse to watch yeah. Popeye it's got that same, fumble around. Yeah, that same great anything goes straight ahead energy, yeah. like Betty Boop and those guys. It's it's very much like it feels like jazz, I guess, in that same way where yep. it's like, what is going to happen next? I don't watch a whole lot of TV. Mm-hmm. There's two to- shows on right now. Everyone be talking about. Yes. And they're technically in franchises I care about. Which ones are they? Watchmen on HBO and The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Right. Do I watch these stupid TV shows? I have zero interest in watching the Watchmen TV show. Maybe the Mandalorian would be fun. I Don't mostly don't. Rose, okay. I, I mostly don't care for Star Wars stuff, other than the original trilogy. I you don't even really, like the new movies. Nah, they're okay. Okay. I like. Yeah, you know, I'd say I like them. I don't like them as much as the other stuff. Um, okay. Well, we're we're talking about me right now. Rose. Okay. Like, I like the Watchmen comic as much as, I guess, anyone. I read it, I guess, at an early age where I was a little too young for it. Mm -hmm. So it blew my mind in the right way, you know, because it was like something like it was doing things that I had never seen before. Um, But it's like, is is that going to am I going to enjoy 
this new thing made by different artists that is based off the new the the thing I kind of like. Is it J.J. Abrams? No. It's Lindelof. Yeah. Lin- Lindelof? It's that guy. It's the, the Watchmen guy. guy. Oh, the Lost Guy, yeah. yeah. I mean, Damon Lindelof. Yeah, the Lost Guy. And I have zero interest in going and watching Lost. Yeah. And I have zero interest in going and watching Game of Thrones. I kind of, I guess I'd watch Sopranos. Mm-hmm. People like Sopranos. It's pretty fun to watch a show as it comes out. Yeah. Rather than binge it all, and all at once. And people like this one. And people yeah. like, people been talking about the baby Yoda and the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And I like the baby Yoda. I, I protect that baby Yoda. Look at him. Mm-hmm. He's got the big old eyes. He looks up. I like his big coat. I like his big coat. I like his big green dumb face. I like that he's wrinkly but a baby. I like that he's he's still old, right? He's like 50. Well, it's not Yoda. I know it's not Yoda, but it's like a it's like a Yoda race and Yoda's like 800. So oh, this, I thought it was an actual baby. No, I think it's not a baby. I think it's like oh. a 50-year-old I mean, I could be well, wrong. That's intriguing. I have n- I know nothing about this show. Maybe I know, you should watch it then, since, we, since you know nothing about Baby it. Baby Yoda, is the Mandalorian Boba Fett, or is it a different Mandalorian? I don't know. Maybe you should watch it, and then you can report back for both of our but sakes. do I care? I don't know if I care. Well, that's why you can watch one episode. I guess I should two, give it two episodes. an episode. Yeah. <sighs> two episodes, because usually pilots take a, take a second to find their footing, and then the second episode gets into it. Yeah. I just... Getting into things is so exhausting, you know? Yeah. Being an, an enjoyer of art or whatever, like, especially TV, which does exhaust me more than other art forms, entertainment <laughs> forms, because you got to sit down and you got to watch hundreds of hours of this thing. And what if it doesn't pay off? What if it, What if you don't like the ending? What if the characters end up worse than they originally were? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. That's why I'm really getting into miniseries. Yeah. Less uh, less commitment. But is it? I think Watchmen is a miniseries. Does it have an end date? I don't know. That's I don't know difference. anything. I don't mm. know anything about these two shows, except they're in franchises I sort of care about and people be talking about them. And I don't know if that's enough. In fact, I, I don't think it's enough. I would say. I think I've decided right this minute. I'm not going to watch them. Enough. I would say my vote is watch The Mandalorian. Don't watch Watchmen. Because people be talking about The Mandalorian, but they be talking about it in a fun way. People be discoursing about Watchmen, which is exhausting. I guess exhausting. people be discoursing I don't about want, Watchmen. I don't want any part of that. But also people be having a good time with Watchmen. People oh, yeah? be saying like, oh, it's good. This is interesting. This is interesting. I mean, I've heard people say, yeah. Like. It's just that I've also heard. Yeah. Discourse. Whereas the other one is like a space guy with a gun and a little alien. Like fucking, it seems like it's just going to be more of a fun time. <laughs> like a fun time. Yeah. But I guess I'm just, I have a limited bandwidth, you know? Mm. And there's so many things. What do you want to get into? That's, I think. Do you want to get into like young adult books? I think I want to get into skateboarding. Like fantasy? I think I'm going to do skateboarding. I really want to get... I've always wanted to get into skateboarding. Like, I don't want to get into young adult fantasy. I'm going to be honest. Really? Yeah. Okay. That can be you. You can do that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get into... Actually, I think I'm I think I'm think done with young adult fantasy. Okay. I've got my fill. I was yeah. in it. I'm, I'm I think done. I need something a I'm little full. more meatier than young adult fantasy. I think that's why I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to do Mandalorian. Mm. 
Watchmen's a little bit more interesting, but I'm still just like, I think Watchmen's a little too much. I want adult, but I don't want world-changing adult, you know? What about novels? Do you like yeah, novels? I can do a novel. You want to do murder mysteries? Yeah. You want to get into Agatha Christie with me? Yeah. I really want to get into Agatha let's Christie. Let's do, let's do murder mi- Let's do Agatha murder Christie. Yeah. Let's go see Knives Out. Hell yeah, let's see Knives Out. Fuck, that looks so good. I, let's just I've go good hard into murder mysteries, man. Yep. I always loved a good murder mystery. Yeah. All right, decided. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And since I've been watching, uh, what's that true crime show? Uh, Forensic Files? I'm watching Forensic Files. I don't know what Forensic Files is. It's Tell a true me. crime show, but it's it's short. It's it's half hour episodes, and it's not necessarily. It focuses on the forensics of solving these specific cases from history. And that's like uh, DNA stuff. Yeah, well, not necessarily, but it's it's really interesting. A lot of true crime stuff can end up can end up just being like, and then he slashed her throat. Ooh, it was so bad. And then he raped ten children. And then yeah. blah, and it's just like. And then, and he was never caught, and blah 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 blah. And it's like fucking okay. Forensic files feels like feels like bite sized. Like sometimes it's arsenic, or arsenic. Yeah. Sometimes it's um, arson, arson that they're solving. And it's like just learning all of the tips and tricks of how cases are solved. And so many of them, there's this one golden rule that's like, if you are a suspect, they'll they'll find you. The only way to not to do this, the perfect crime is to never become a suspect in the first place. Like. The, there's 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 a saying that like oh circumstantial evidence isn't admissible in court but like circumstantial evidence is the only reason why they look at you in the first place you know they interview the husband and he acted nervous okay check he's the suspect they interview the husband and he does he doesn't seem like a suspect so they don't go hard in that angle like people just being bad at doing it like stuff that you feel like shouldn't be allowed to be part of the case. It just points the the investigators in the right direction. And it's fascinating. True crime bums me out, man. That's why I like Forensic Files. I don't like the other true crime stuff. Forensic Files is really neat because they focus on solving the cases. And they're really interesting. I, I want the last... I can only take them in small doses, but it's really interesting. Last... And so much of it is just like dumb criminals, people getting their comeuppance. It's very satisfying in a way that a lot of other true crime is just depressing. This one uh, is very satisfying. I My ex was into true crime stuff, and mm-hmm. we watched some true crime thing on Netflix. And afterwards, I was just so bummed. I was just like, man. Which one was it? I don't remember. Oh. But it was just like, man, those guys are going to be in jail forever. That sucks. <laughs> and, like, maybe they did it, but, like, there wasn't enough evidence. Was it making a murderer? That sucks. No, it wasn't making a murderer. Oh, okay. It sucks, man. This all sucks. That's how I feel after every true crime thing. I was just like, this sucks. I just hate this. This sucks. The. Just the, just the system. The it system, sucks. man. The system. The system sucks. I hate it's it. Broken. I hate it. Why, why is this the truth? This should be false crime, is how I feel after every true crime show. Then you should watch Forensic Files. But, like, it doesn't sound like that's particularly better. It's just, like, more into the... the that sounds like... It's just interesting. It sounds like it's the ins and outs of a job, which I guess is interesting. I don't know if I'm that interested in cop jobs, though. Like, oh. I don't think I care about what cops do all oh, that much. It's not really... Mm. Or lawyers? Is it lawyers? I mean, it's investigators and lawyers. It's it's the whole. I've been thing. watching that O.J. Simpson trial mm-hmm. thing, like two two years late with um, 
uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. Cuba's a good actor. We, I, you bring him back. Yeah, I miss uh, that guy. Uh, yeah, and it's really, really good. And it's mostly lawyers just being like, hey, 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 we're gonna beat him. <laughs> okay, so Forensic Files, there was an episode where a piece of information was purposefully withheld from the newspapers and the and the investigator had a suspect in mind, the, the husband. It's always the husband. Um, and then he went and had a conversation with him and asked him about this thing and he said something that he could only know so it was like he he was giving the interview of like, oh, we know this, 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 this. And he was like, didn't say this. And then he went to the guy and asked him about it. And of course he knew stuff he only could know if he'd done it. And it was like pageantry. It was intrigue. It was drama. It's good shit, my man. Mm. But if you're not, if you're not in it. I just, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't like the, I don't like cop stuff. It's all... It's all too, too real. Just like, I guess I'm just too afraid of like prison as like a thing. Yeah, I I also feel that. I'm probably just not ever going to go to prison, but like just the uh, threat of it and watching people who could possibly be innocent go to prison just bums me out mm-hmm. like a lot. See, Forensic Files. DNA exonerating people left and right. It sounds like... Which sucks because oh, that means a lot of people are... is that what the are... show is about? Is it's about getting people out of prison? No, it's just... It's about... Well, no, a- I'm no, not it's, it's about It's about anything to do with forensics. It'll. A lot of them are people getting out of prison because of DNA evidence. A lot of them are cold cases. The guy from 50 years ago, he knew to take the teeth out of the skull because that was the only way to identify people. Getting busted. There's bone marrow DNA. And so there's just like... Uh, like watching forensic files and you'll be like um, the body that was found from 50 years ago. And, and I've watched it. I've watched a million episodes. So I'm going bone marrow, bone marrow. They have skull, they have bones, but they weren't able to identify the body before. But now they can identify the body. Boom. You're going to jail. You thought you got away with it. You didn't jerk. I there's so many movies out right now that I want to see. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, I wanted to see that Will Smith movie where there were two Will Smiths. One was an old Will Smith and one was a young Will Smith mm-hmm. and it was in high frame rate. I wanted to see that movie. I don't think it's in theaters anymore. No, I missed not. it. I wanted to see it. Gemini Man. Gemini Man. I wanted to see Will Smith looking at other Will Smith and fighting Will Smith. And I wanted to see it with so many frames, my brain was going to explode. I wanted to, but I missed it because I... My ADHD brain can only do one thing at a time. So right now I had major deadlines with work. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't leave my house. I work from home. I couldn't leave my house to do anything except for work on this show. And when I. And a lot of the time I wasn't working on my work, but I couldn't (laughs) leave the house, go go do anything else. So I was just sitting there exhausting myself, getting angry at myself because I wasn't doing the thing I was supposed to do. This is like how my brain works. So I wanted to see Gemini Man. Didn't go see Gemini Man. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see, I did see the Joker. Mm -hmm. What else is there I want to see right now? I want to see Knives Out. I want to see Jojo Rabbit. I want to see, I want to see the Terminator. I want to see the Irishman. Also really good. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen s- Irish Man yet, but I want to see all these dang movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't leave my house, and I can leave my house for this. 
because it's like scheduled. It's locked into my schedule yeah. of my brain where it's like Sunday means podcast. We we record on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's just like that is locked. And I can only do one thing at a time. So, so it's the one day. This is, this is what this I do is my day of day. podcasting. This is and I yeah. legitimately this is this ruins the rest of my day where yes, I would love too. to do other things, but my ADHD brain can only do podcasts today. Yeah. And so uh yeah, like it's very frustrating uh wanting to go and and be I like I've started gaming, right? I'm playing all these video games right now. And like, I think I would have probably played my games way more if I could have convinced myself to be okay with the fact that too often I was sitting at my computer waiting to work, you know, waiting for the work to come. And it wasn't coming. My brain, it just, today was not a work day. And I could have spent the, that time collecting Pokemans, making my Pokemon stronger, getting to be the very best like no one ever was. I could have been the very best already. <laughs> and yet I was sitting there angry at myself that I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's been my week has been uh, trying to learn how to ADHD good. Um. I have started work again. I'm working at an office job again. Uh, I, I say office job at an, at an animation studio doing animation. Um, I have to learn how to do things poorly in order to do them better later. You know, like in Adventure Time, when he's like, sucking at something's the first step to being sort of good at something. Yeah. I have never worked in Flash before. I've only worked in the other uh, program called this Harmony. Is, yeah, new software. Yeah, so I'm working with this new software, and I know that it's way faster to use the rigs system. So I sit there, and I do my sketches, and I plan my animation, and it's easy peasy. And then I start getting into the nitty gritty of it, and I just sit there. The nitty gritty is always what gets me, man. Polishing. Yeah. I sit and I polish that I polish the things I make for hours and hours yeah. and, and I just go back and I polish this one thing and and it's not necessary w- none of it's necessary the but regular humans looking over my shoulder they're not seeing the difference yeah yeah where you're where you're moving a pixel back forward back forward back forward and, and you, you can see that one is objectively perfect and one is garbage and what, you can't tell which one is yeah. which but you know it's there I I've been doing the get up and take a walk take a take a break go talk to someone go yeah that's been helping because then i then i leave my my workspace and uh and, and i, and I can, disconnect from it and yeah. now that those two pixels are no longer important if you can forget about what you were obsessing over exactly yeah. and then i come back and then those two pixels have blended in with all of the other pixels now and i i can chill again yeah my problem is i i start doing a thing one way and then i immediately changed my mind. I'm like, this is stupid. This is garbage. So I delete it all and start doing it a different way. And then I delete all that and start doing it the other way. And then I spend so much time changing my shortcuts on my keyboard to, to find there's like the, in my head, there's the perfect combination of shortcuts for me. Cause I'm using a Mac keyboard too, which I haven't used for a long time in work. And Oh, I need to just brute force my way through it. And I'm not, I'm just sitting there nitpicking my environment yeah. <laughs> changing my layers renaming my layers constantly 
that's my problem with cleaning, with hygiene, with everything. I can't do everything all at once, so I might as well do nothing. Yeah. You know, there's and a million tiny things that I need to do ahead of it. So And I even fun things like thing. playing Pocket Monsters Sword for yeah. my Nintendo Switch. I can't do because I haven't worked today. And yeah. Yeah. Uh it's so frustrating. But it's nice that I have stopped just being like, I guess I'm just weird. Yeah, and not just being angry at yourself and learning that, oh, there are strategies. Yes, and I'm not the only one dealing with this. Uh In fact, hundreds of thousands of millions of people have dealt with this thing. Yeah, specifically what you and I are dealing with is uh, someone with ADHD who always got good grades in school. Yeah. Because that's how it's diagnosed in children. It shouldn't. It should be better, but yeah. that right now, that's what that means. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's and like I, I so, remember because it's not adults a, that have it's to not like exactly uh, that kids. Because I remember being in school and being pulled aside by one of my teachers and like you can't dick around in class. Like you have to work. You have to do your homework. And it was like there was the the like dumb kids class you know where like uh i like mean remedial help the remedial help whatever it was but as a kid i thought of it as the dumb kids class now yeah, obviously sure. i wouldn't you know judge myself if i had to go to the remedial but like as a kid you don't want to go there and so like the threat of that being there like i have to stop pretending my pencil crayons are spaceships <laughs> and start coloring this beaver because that's what I'm supposed to be doing right now is coloring the beaver mm-hmm. so I don't get sent to the remedial class. Like, I remember, like, the threat was there that I had to figure out how to work or I would be punished. Right. And now, like, oh, like, realizing that I have been uh, backed into a corner this whole time and finally, like, <laughs> okay, I can walk away and stretch and learn how I deal with things. Uh, separately from how the world wants me to deal with things. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to take a break? Sure. Catch a minute on Fan Fiction Writer's Room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a great hairy hokalaka, like and throw a fat hair in my soap. Oh, yeah. yeah, you sing the, you sing the, like, when you pretend that you're singing the, one could pretend that they're singing the um, harmonies, mm-hmm. so you don't have to go as high or as low. Mm-hmm. You can count on the four of us bringing you down. Because <laughs> we're good and evil never beats us. We'll win the day and go out for pizza. We- I love when we sing. We judge ourselves as if we're supposed to be good at it. Uh-huh. Like if you if you were an untrained painter, you're not <laughs> going to be like, oh, I suck at painting. Yeah. Like. It's fine to not be able to harmonize or sing if you're not a singer. So Popeye is feeling good for you. You're feeling Popeye. Well, he's the only one that I'm like familiar with, with, familiar with. And he's got that great song. He's got that great song. What is his lady friend's name? Olive Oil. Olive Oil. And Sweepy. And what's the bad guy's name? Olive Oil, Bluto. Bluto. Brutus. Wait, is Bluto different from Brutus? I guess so. Who's Brutus? Oh, he was from the TV series. 
created to fill Bluto's role during a time when it erroneously believed the latter was not introduced first in the original. It looks like they lost his license. They lost oh. uh, a license for Bluto because there was the thing where like they didn't know if the cartoon makers, if Fleischer owned it or if the comic strip was oh. who owned what. If I remember animation history class. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So they just made their own version of it. Yeah. But in the car in the comic strip, it's Bluto. Yeah. And, and later original... later on in the cartoons, do they just call him Bluto? I'm assuming so, yeah. Or I what I'm assuming is he was Brutus for the TV show, but then like that was just the one TV show. So for most of the old serials, he it was Bluto. But like canonically. Would people say his his rival is Bluto? Bluto, yeah, because yeah. that was the original. People probably don't remember the TV show all that much. Um, what about the old cartoons? That's not the TV show. Right? That's not the TV show. Oh, those okay. are the old cartoons. Yeah, I see, those I see. are the serial, the, the standalone. Yeah, that, right. Those are like you know movie shorts, right? When they would do that, uh, yeah. So, oh, he, and his hamburger eating pal, Jay Wellington Wimpy, Burger Burger Boy. I will gladly pay you tomorrow for a hamburger today. Became a well-known and loved character in his own right, often seen as one of the most recognizable Freddy sidekicks in cartoons. So he's a Freddy man who associates with hamburgers. Freddy cat. And he never has money, but he wants to eat hamburgers. What a freeloader. What a, hey, relatable, right? That's some relatable content. That is. Uh, There's also... It looks like there's characters named Pipai, Peepai, Poopai, and Papi. Papai, Papai. Extremely good names. Uh, so we got our three uh, uh, characters that get into all sorts of stuff: Popeye, Olive Oil, and and Bluto. And Sweepy. And Sweepy, the now, baby. Sweepy's a baby. He's I think he's like just a legitimate a baby, that, baby. He's just a baby that Popeye maybe found and adopted. Uh, I don't know if it's a girl or a boy either. Character from the comic strip and this cartoon series. Sweet Peep is a baby left on Popeye's doorstep. Popeye adopts and raises him as a son, or as he puts it, boy kid. <laughs> Initially, Sweet Pea's speech consisted entirely of the sound glop. But a few years after he was introduced, Sweet Pea apparently aged through, aged enough to speak normally and could throw punches if he had to. <laughs> But he's still a baby. Still looks like a baby. However, his first appearance remained as a crawling baby. Uh, and, yeah, he also, like... If he's raised by Popeye, how can he not throw punches? That's true. You know? what's, a, what's a day in the life for Popeye, Olive Oil, Bluto, and Sweet Pea? Just trying to get that spinach. They gotta get the spinach. They Doesn't he normally the have spinach. the spinach? Isn't the spinach in his back pocket and he pulls it out during the encounter? I don't think he ever goes on quest for spinach. You're right, but... But we could have him go on a quest for A slang term for money is spinach. He's got to get that spinach. Got to get that spanch. Yeah. So, okay, so we put... working as a sailor man and he's trying to stop all of the kidnappings. As a sailor man, he... Stops kidnappings? Like he fights yep. pirates? He's anti pirate. Yes. Okay. So he's, he, are we going with now? What do sailors do in the real world? They just like ship cargo? 
Yeah. They just like travel around on ships and I sing mean, and dance depends, on deck. Is that their main depends job? Depends on the sailor. Because there's, there's are they like in the, naval. In the military. Like there's naval sailors that are like doing, like as far as I understand what naval sailors do is that they, they salute. Yes. They wear funny outfits and they swab. Very big bell bottoms. They swab the poop deck. Yes. And, Hilarious. Uh, uh, airplanes fly off of their big ships. Oh. I wasn't expecting airplanes. Yeah, little airplanes. They got a really big boat, yeah. uh, like a huge big boat that airplanes can fly off the of. The big boats. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's all they do. Oh, they also have big guns on those boats. What about the small boats, though? The small boats. Are uh, they shipping cargo? Yeah, there could be a cargo ship, you know, shipping uh, uh, toys and, and iPhones all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could be, uh, he could be a fisherman. He could be a maybe some sort of ferryman. Maybe he could getting be a people, space pirate. Getting people from port A to port oh, B. The ferryman. He like uh okay, I like that. I like a ferryman. Mm-hmm. Maybe Popeye is the ferryman who brings us to the afterlife. Across the river sticks. Across the river sticks. Yes. It's Popeye. So Bluto dies mm-hmm. and Popeye is Well, who else did we roll? Hot Rod, Janet, and Enid Coleslaw. Hot Rod is mortal. Yes. As far as I am aware. I haven't I, seen the movie for a while. Yes. It's been a while since I've seen Hot Rod, but if, if memory serves, being, he was mortal. Being human and being able to die was was a plot point yes. in the movie. As a stuntman, being immortal kind of wrecks the whole deal. Right. You can't be much of a stuntman not if much, you're immortal. How much danger there. What's even the point? So maybe he gets in like a... So Hot Rod has to get ferried across the river. Wait, Hot Rod dies in a stunt gone wrong. Uh-huh. But he has to, he says, no, it's not my time because my beautiful wife who I love, Enid Kolslaw, is waiting for me at home and she's pregnant. And we had fertility issues in our marriage. Right. But and we were living together. They were living together. But now they're exes. Now they're exes because he's dead. But, but no, no. I think they broke up, but they decided that they were going to raise this child together. Oh. And then he dies. Then he dies. So he has to go back to finish his unfinished business to raise this child together. Raise this child. I think it's more romantic if it's his wife, though. But his, we rolled his- exes. I know, but I mean, maybe okay, she's, we can make maybe it, make she's it... gotten with Bluto in the meantime. Okay, because she thinks he's dead. Yeah, so he has to break up, and they're and they're, she's gonna get married to Bluto, and he's gonna bang at the thing and, and say, he's gonna, "Don't marry yeah. her." And so now he has to get Popeye, who's the ferryman, yeah, to ferry him from the land of the dead to the land of the living against the rules, <gasps> but it's a special occasion. Yeah, the special occasion is love because he tells Popeye. This Bluto fella, he kidnapped my wife. Yeah. And, and Popeye says, Popeye I cannot, hates it. I cannot abide. I cannot abide it. I cannot stand by and watch uh, someone be kidnapped. No, no. No, sir. Okay, I like this. Also, Sweet Pea's there, but just hanging out. Sweet Pea just, it's take your kid to work day. Sweet Pea just kind of lives with Popeye on his boat. They both have little adorable hoods. Grim Tell Reaper, me what Sweet Grim Pea's Reaper all about. Sweet Pea just says glob and... Sweet Pea's just a baby. I mean, they they crawl around and they sometimes get in danger, and then it's like, oh no, my baby! I have to go save them. 
So it's just another uh, a thing to be vulnerable thing for, for Popeye to save. Yeah. Beautiful. I Less, love it. Uh, would Sweepy get kidnapped sometimes? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm imagining more of a baby's day out where Pop, yeah, uh, where, where Sweepy gets into hijinks and Popeye saves him, yeah. but then ends up the, the boulder m- falls on him instead of Sweepy. <laughs> yeah, the main thing is they gotta both save olive oil. Oh wait, maybe 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 scratch that, cut it. Sweepy, no, not there. Sweepy's the baby in Oh, There you go. They were named the baby Sweepy. Should we? I guess if it's Hot Rod, how about... Who's more mortal than that? How about instead we do... Oh, but Popeye's the sailor man. He is the sailor man. He's the fairy man. Because I was going to say it would make more sense for Olive Oil and Bluto to be getting together and adopting Sweepy. And then Hot Rod could be the fairy man that brings Popeye back to the world of the living. Mm -hmm. But maybe... Maybe... what, how about it's the real ferryman, whatever his ferryman's name is, and Popeye steals the boat because he's the sailor man and he can sail and he just escapes hell yep. and, and gets back and so he can rescue Olive Oil. He's died. Olive Oil, who's pregnant with his baby. Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea. After they had fertility issues, they were now living together, but he dies. So she got divorced and is going to marry Bluto because she doesn't love him, but she just needs someone to provide. Yeah. Because... She, it's hard living in the in she's the She's got these rubbery arms. Yeah. She can't even lift any cargo. She can't you make think a she can do sea. labor oh, with man. those arms? Imagine her as a typist. Just, just flailing everywhere. Flapping flapping those those arms. Imagine her as a as a bus driver. And they live in a sailor town. They yeah. live in a sailing land. There's only one industry, sailing. Yeah. And she can't do it. She's a horrible sailor. She's going to be destitute. And Bluto has promised to take good care of her, mm-hmm. even though he's a big jerk. And kidnapped her so many times. Yep. But he's he's really turned a new, another cheek, or has he? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Papa. Maybe death is uh, just like into uh, stunts. You know, like he's hot rod. Okay, death is hot rod. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Like the ferryman, but he's in, but he's in a cool. What's the cars that stuntman drives? Like race car or whatever. Like well, a Ferrari. well, Hot Rod rides a little moped. Oh, he's got it. He rides a little baby moped that he uh, he powers up with his with with um, biking, biking. Uh, pedaling. Okay. He pedals uh, uh, an electric motor. Okay, so death on his on his deathly moped, which is made of bones. Instead of taking you across the river sticks, Hot Rod is basically like Ghost Rider, but dumb. Yes. So Death is Hot Rod. And, well, he... Is the ferryman Hot Rod or is Death Hot Rod? I am getting them confused with each other. I'm considering Death to be the ferryman, but you're right. They are different. Yeah. Charon, Charon, Chiron. Chiron is the ferryman in Greek mythology. Uh, Charon. Um... Mm -hmm. So we could be swapping. Let's streamline it. It's death. It's death. It's the Grim Reaper. I love it. Okay. And he comes, he's hot rod. He takes he's your soul. He beats cape. your soul with his with his little scythe. And his then he's like, get on is... my boat. We got to go across this river. Death is the ferryman. And yes. his father, Mr. Death, yeah. has been making him feel insecure. Mm-hmm. So 
He's learning to punch really good mm-hmm. and grow a full mustache on yes. his skull face. Yes. It's tough, but he thinks he can and do it. And he's also Andy Samberg. Yes, he voiced by Andy Samberg. And he wears the outfit from Hot Rod that Andy Samberg wears, and he rides the little moped that Andy Samberg rides in Hot Rod, but he's got a skull face. Yes. And he's got Andy Samberg's curly, cutie hair. Okay. Now that we have that picture yes. in our mind. Wait, can you just have a scythe, but it has flame decals on it? That might be easier to use. How about it's like, we, it's a motor, like his moped is his scythe. Oh, he picks it up and swings it at people yeah. and that's how he reached like their that souls? that episode of The Simpsons. Okay. Popeye saw red and then everything went black and there was a lanky skeleton man wearing coveralls and a little cape on a moped. And he did a sweet backflip off of a ramp and landed in front of Popeye, held out his hand and said, Hey, I'm Rod. I like to party. And, uh, I'm here to bring you to the afterlife. Afterlife? I don't need no afterlife. I got my my regular life I gotta get back to. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, uh, looks like, uh, looks like you're right here on my appointment list. Gotta bring you to the, bring you to hell. Come on, Popeye. It's your time. Now, does everyone go to hell? Yeah, it's, I'm using it hell general, as a catch-all. The general afterlife. I'm just using hell as a catch-all. Okay. Yeah. We, especially because we very easily could bring Janet in as we're using an afterlife. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, oh yeah, Janet should have been the fairy man. I mean, do you want Janet to be the fairy man? That makes way more sense. Well, we can make Janet the good. fairy man. You're going to have to lead the ferryman-ness, though, because I know nothing about Janet. Right. Janet belongs in the afterlife. Yeah. So Popeye wakes up, and there uh-huh. is Janet in front of him. Uh, and Popeye... Popeye... Okay, no. opens his eyes and he's in a plainly decorated office and in front of him on the wall it says the words in big letters everything is fine and a door opens to the side and a a pretty young brunette lady opens the door dressed in a very smart business casual outfit and says hello Popeye I uh you're How does Popeye talk? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the sailor. Mm. I'm the sailor. Yeah. I... Nah, I got a mustache. I'm taking out the of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fight these guys. I'm gonna fight these guys. He's like a, he's like a gangster almost. Yeah, yeah it's like a. Oh, so this uh, brunette lady's uh, here in this room. Uh, where am I? Uh, where? Why? Where's my wife? My my beautiful uh, son. If you just come right on in my office, I will explain everything. Now, I don't trust you. I'm going to tell you that, but I will follow you into your office right here. That's very fine with me. And Pop, I followed her, and he sat down in 
a office chair, but he was not comfortable. He was used to stools uh, on sailing ships Mm -hmm. and did not know how to sit in this comfortable computer desk chair. And he still didn't know where he was. Uh, where where am I? Uh, uh, and, and who are you? Uh, what, what am I doing here? She sits behind and the desk. how do I get back? And she sat behind the desk and she moved some files around, shuffled some papers and said, everything is going to be fine. My name's Janet and your name is Popeye. Do I know my own goddamn name. Tell me how to get out of here. Now, you are dead, but don't worry. We're going to take good care of you. Hmm. Dead, you say? Would you like to know how you died? Do you remember how you died? Well, I remember. I remember seeing a lot of red. I remember. Uh, I remember. Tell me the last thing you remember. I remember my beautiful, uh, my beautiful olive oil holding my beautiful son, uh, sweet pea, and I was just looking at them and saying, thinking, uh, this is gonna be a beautiful day. And then I got on my sailor ship, and it was a little rough out, uh, but I uh, was a. Uh, taking it to the seas and uh then um i you know the seas became choppy and uh i think i uh, i i could have sworn i saw like a, a a large shadow and then all of a sudden here i am that's exactly right uh so you're telling me uh this is it this is what it's all uh, you're you're what what are, who are you god uh, close i'm an administrative assistant. Now you talking? I don't know what these words are. I know I know three things. I know the harsh horsing. I know my lovely wife Olive Oil, and I know I hate kidnapping. I'm so glad that you are a self-described sailor man. Because next stop, we're gonna get on my boat. It's gonna be pretty fun. Don't worry. It's just a short jaunt across the river Styx till you can be in Hades, the afterlife. That's right. Greek mythology is true and correct and is the afterlife. Uh, well, I guess I uh, spent too long at the old church. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I love me uh, love me a trip on a boat, so I guess I uh, don't have a lot of choice now, do I? Don't worry. We're very non-judgmental here, except for the judge, who will be judging all of your sins when you eventually reach the other side of the river Styx in the afterlife. Let me just put on my big black coat and... And Janet put on a... A huge, intimidating-looking hooded cloak. And removed her skin from her arms to reveal two skeleton hands. Mm -hmm. She left her face and her hair on. Yeah. But it was clear that she was wearing some sort of disguise. (laughs) Let me just get into character. Mm, you're a skeleton, you're a skeleton, you're Harbinger a ferryman. Yes. yes. Mm. Unique New York, unique New York. Oh, almost forgot my scythe, grabs her scythe. All right, now shall we get into it? And she snaps her fingers and the office dissolves. And now they're in a rickety old boat in the pitch black darkness on Still waters, nothing but water in every direction. Uh, I uh, I can't see two inches in front of my own face here. Uh, what what did you say your name was? My name's Janet. 
Janet. Well, uh, I'm actually the Grim Reaper, but you can call me Janet. Okay, uh, Death, uh, you say your name is. You say your your Death. Uh, I mean, in a manner of speaking, yes. So, uh, how long it takes to... I mean, I'm, I'm not Death, I'm Janet. All right, Janet, uh, Grim Reaper, whatever you call yourself. Uh, how long we got on this boat? Uh, roughly 10,000 years. Mm. Time works a little differently in this in this mm. space, though. Now, uh, tell me, uh, what's, uh, what's in that direction? And Popeye pointed to the direction they were headed in. Away in the distance, over the horizon, was a glowing white light. I actually can't tell you what's over there. You have to discover it for yourself. Mm. See, as a Janet, I'm not allowed over there. I'm a I'm a River Janet, so I'm not a I'm not a Judgment Janet. River Janet. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Now. Uh, and if you just look behind you, there. Yeah, I was about to ask, but what's behind me? There was a glowing, soft, not harsh white like the other light, but a soft, orange glow. Well, that would be the land of the living. But don't worry, we're not going to be commandeering this ship and turning back around that way and going back to the land of the living because that would be totally against the rules. Well, well, that's a great idea. Why? Hey, do you happen to have any spinach? Oh, yeah. So anything that you need, you can just call into existence. Why? You're telling me I can say purple panda. Oh, here, here he is. There was a purple panda right in front of them, well, sitting in their boat. This is the most adorable thing I've ever seen. Now, I'm going to say, I would like some spinach. And a can of spinach appeared right in front of Popeye, the yes. sailor man. Mm-hmm. And he squeezed it tight. And the spinach shot from out of the can, deep into his mouth. Mm-hmm. And he picked up the baby panda and he threw it as hard as he could at Janet, knocking her into the water, into the water below. This is highly unusual. And a bunch of hands, uh, bony white hands come up from the river and started grabbing at her and pulling her down. Oh, jeez. Popeye used his sailing skills and grabbed Janet's scythe, which had which was she was she had been using it as the rudder. Well, as the, I, I the think pole. I don't think she had been. I no? think he starts using it as the rudder. Oh, okay. He's the one who's clever enough to use it as a rudder. She right. was using some sort of magic to, to push them forward. Right. So he has to paddle real fast. He paddles with the scythe, mm-hmm. and he manages to reach the land of the living. And suddenly, he he finds himself floating above Earth holding the scythe and earth comes colliding towards him. He, he lands in the room that he had woken up that morning to see, to see sweet pea in sweet peas, baby crib crib. So he's a ghost now. He's a ghost. He has the scythe and he is in his baby's, uh, room. He probably doesn't know he's a ghost quite yet. Oh. Um. He has to go find Wimpy to help him find olive oil. Yeah, sweet tea, uh, it's you. Uh, I'm back. Your daddy's back. Uh, give your daddy a kiss. Glorb, glorb. Sweet pea didn't really seem to hear Popeye, but Popeye 
knew Sweet Pea was his own weird guy. Mm-hmm. And so Popeye came closer and said, Sweet Pea, Sweet Pea. And he tried to pick Sweet Pea up. Oh, no. But his hands just went through Sweet Pea. And Sweet Pea looked around scared and started crying. And, you know, like babies do. That baby crying sound. A loud stomp was heard outside of Sweet Pea's room, and Bluto opened the door. What's this baby making noise? Hey, you uh, don't talk my baby that way. And Popeye took a swing at Bluto, but it went right through Bluto. Whoa, I'm feeling something cold passing through me. What's going on here, baby? Did you do this? I'm your daddy now. You gotta respect me. Sweet Pea was crying, and Bluto was not helping. Popeye ran into their living room to find olive oil, but she was not home. It was Bluto alone with Sweet Pea. What was Bluto doing in his house? The morning of his death. Popeye had to figure something out. Figure out what was going on. There was a murder afoot. Perhaps some shenanigans were going on. And only one person can solve the crime. Detective Popeye. On the case. Popeye flew out of his apartment and found that he could float and travel around the globe in the blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. And he came across his friend, Wimpy. Mm -hmm. And Wimpy was helping himself to a hamburger at the local soda shop. At the old hamburglery. And Popeye thought maybe he could get Wimpy's attention. Wimpy can see Popeye. I don't think he can see him yet, but I Does think Popeye's going to figure out a way to make him Does see him. Does he have the gift? Oh, he can see dead people. The sixth sense. You think he can see dead people? You think he's uh Yes. He's uh, a clairvoyant. He's a clairvoyant. A psychic man. Right. Okay. So Wimpy is eating his hamburger and Popeye comes flying down. Yeah, Wimpy, Wimpy, you gotta help me. Ah, you can't even see me, can you? No one can see Popeye anymore. (sighs) Well, why wouldn't I be able to see my good friend Popeye? Who's right when he's about to loan me $5 for my next hamburger meal. It's... uh, Wimpy, you can see me. You can see me. I've been... No one's been able to see me. Why can't people... Why has no one been able to see ya, buddy? I don't know. It's got something to do with the fact that Dad... Ah, it's all... It's all a thing. Did you say you're a dad? Uh, yeah. You have a baby? A dad. A dad. Dad? You can see me even though I'm a dad. A dad. Uh, I know you're a dad. I was you, out had, of, you had a baby with olive oil. I was at sea. Yeah. And a dad. A dad. Uh-huh. A dad. And a father's role never fulfilled. 
and no one no one appreciates them. It's like they can't even see them for all the work that they're doing. I agree, buddy. I definitely agree. You know, no one there. It doesn't he doesn't seem to understand that I'm a ghost and not everyone can see me. Um I don't know what to do. How do I convince uh, Wimpy to... Wimpy, you understand that uh, you're the only one who can save me. Popeye, you're my, you're my good best friend. I always see you for who you really, truly are. Wimpy. And you can see me. I will buy you a hamburger if you help me get Bluto out of my house. Yeah. You had me at hamburger. Popeye used his ghost powers to steal himself a hamburger and give it to his buddy Wimpy. And the two of them set off to... Murder Bluto? I guess murder Bluto, yeah. Let's, let's, if Popeye, Popeye is not a thinker. He's nope. a fighter. Yep. But he doesn't. Things with his fists. Baby. He doesn't have his fists right now. Yeah, it's a problem. He has his scythe. He probably has some ghost powers. He can fly. Maybe he can possess people. Ooh. Hmm? Yeah. Okay, I like this. The two of them went back to Popeye's old apartment. I said it was an apartment, didn't I? Yeah, a room of some kind. Yeah, that's a weird thing for Popeye to have. Probably a house he has. Yeah, a little house on the seashore. So they're going to go to the houseboat, and Popeye, using his ghost powers, is going to be able to eavesdrop on Bluto conveniently. Reminiscing about the time he murdered that time he murdered Popeye, right? And then kidnapped so that he could kidnap Olive Oil and keep her in his secret hideout at sea. He kidnapped her, he didn't just take advantage of her and marry her. Well, she's missing. Oh, okay. I thought you had implied that that's the direction we're going. No, my my thought was she wasn't at home. Oh, Uh, I I see. Okay, she could be missing if that's what you would like. Um. Uh, I just wanted it to be that it's pretty weird that Bluto's alone with Popeye's baby. Okay, here's what's going to happen. There is evidence that Bluto murdered Popeye in the house. Okay. And Olive Oil gets home from wherever she was, her knitting club. Yeah. Um. Well, she's had to get a job since Popeye died as a sailor because Bluto refuses to work. Bluto, uh, when they got married, Bluto promised to to take care of the household. He he, has not followed through. So Olive Oil has had to get a job as the only and the only job in this town is sailing. Mm -hmm. So she she's now Popeye the uh, Olive Oil the sailor lass. (laughs) Baby, you stupid baby, you can't even understand what I'm saying. It's I could be telling you anything. And you wouldn't be able to reveal my secrets to nobody. Anything, I- Wimpy whispered to Popeye. Eh, just shush, you listening in. Be quiet. I can't hear anything. If only we could get through these walls somehow. Oh, you're right. Wait a minute. And Popeye remembered that he wasn't corporeal. 
and he slipped into unknown. Un- hovers right through it. Hovers right through the walls and into his old house boat to overhear Bluto say. Bluto say, boy, I'm so, I'm so glad that I managed to kill Popeye. <laughs> it's really just too bad that his boat had to sink at the same time. That boat was worth a lot of money. When I, when I threw that anchor from a very high height onto Popeye's head and it crashed all the way through the boat and took his body with it to the bottom of the ocean. Popeye was... Aghast. Livid. You did what with my what? You did the very long thing that you just... And he took a swing, but it was no use. Brr, it sure is drafty in here. I guess I better go close the window. Closes the window. Wim- Wimpy was right outside the window, too. And he closes it right on Wimpy's nose. <laughs> and it makes a honking sound. And Wimpy was on the second floor. And his nose is now the only thing holding him <laughs> up as he swings uh, below yep. uh, the, the, on the house. Mm-hmm. And Popeye... But Bluto didn't even notice. Popeye came floating out uh, and to yell at Wimpy. He killed me. He killed me. Can you believe it, Wimpy? We gotta go. We gotta go. And he, uh, Popeye grabbed onto the back of Wimpy's head and pulled Wimpy out uh, of the window without even realizing that he was stuck. <laughs> and Wimpy's nose stretched to its extreme and cracked off and, and whipped back as the two of them flew out to the sea to go find the remains of Popeye's ship. Olive oil will be at sea. She's out at sea, yeah. working. She's working. Working herself to the bone. She is a, what is like the... the? She's small... a fish gutter. Okay, she a fish gutter. Works, fish gutter? Works she... with guts. Yeah. It's really gross and she hates it and it's so hard. So she, olive oil's been, olive oil wipes sweat from her brow as she... Uh, takes her knife and digs it once again deep into another fish's guts, pulling out the the skeleton and throwing the fish into the pile of fish guts for for one more barrel full of fish guts. The boss came stomping out of the captain's office and onto the deck. Olive oil, you wait. It's a it's a big. A mean woman mm-hmm. with a captain's hat on. Yeah. Olive oil, yeah. You got those, you got those fish guts? Oh, uh, yes, they're all here, uh, ready to be canned. We're going to make so much money canning these fish guts. Uh, For chum, make sure you get rid of the of the useless fish flesh that we don't need it. Oh, yeah, I know. You know who used to love Chum? Who? Oh, it doesn't matter. That's right, it doesn't matter, because you don't matter. Now oh. get stop that reminiscing and mourning. And you think somebody died. You gotta gut those fish. And she, she grabs a fish and just bites the guts right out of it and chews. Mm, I loved him, yes. And olive oil went back to gutting. But if she was paying a little more attention... 
she would have seen Wimpy floating <laughs> by himself through the sky uh, off to where Popeye last remembered. His last known whereabouts. And Popeye dropped Wimpy onto a nearby rock where a bunch of sea otters, sea lions, sea lions, mm-hmm. were bathing in sunlight. And they looked at Wimpy, and Wimpy looked at them and nodded. <laughs> and they nodded to him. And they and the, the sea lions went back to arfing and yep. doing yep. whatever it is that sea lions do, baking in the sun. Popeye dove deep down below. Luckily, as a ghost, no need for breathing. He, he fell past fish and sharks and the ocean got thicker and darker and there was his ship and it had cracked in two. One half was hanging off of a cliff, like a undersea cliff, Uh a, uh, yeah. Like a crevasse? A crevasse. Uh, oh, and the and it the was ship teetering down. The ship was, his body was underneath the ship, and there was a very big hole through the ship right above him, and the anchor was right on top of him. And attached to the anchor was a scrap of uh, uh, clothing that belonged to Bluto's coat that oh. had an a uh, uh, what do you call it embroidery that said, "This is the coat." Property of Bluto M. Blutings, Esquire. Popeye looked at his dead visage. He had not spent a whole lot of time in his life thinking about death. Just seemed like something that was inevitable, something that was coming sooner or later. Now that it was here, well... Not much to write home about. He looked cold. He looked dead. Still as handsome as ever, he thought. But he knew that it was teetering right on the edge of a crevasse. So if he didn't get it within the hour, the evidence would be lost oh, forever okay. into the deep dark. So he swipes at himself. He swipes at the at the evidence, but he cannot grab it. Oh, my incorporealness. The ship started to teeter down and Popeye panicked and he tried to grab at the ship but it was no use and it teetered down and it teetered back up and it was Popeye's corpse was safe for now but for how much longer? Balancing right on the edge. So we have Wimpy, we have Olive Oil Mm -hmm. Uh, both of them could be enlisted to to help save the day Mm -hmm. um now, Janet could show up again. Janet could show up because again. Because he's in trouble for stealing her scythe. Yes. Uh, and Janet could help set things right before before Popeye has to take his final farewell. Wimpy has made friends with all of these sea lions. They get all the kelp around the tiny little island and weave it into rope, tie it around the sea lion's necks, and Wimpy is going to... How can they attach it? Mm. Wimpy is riding the sea lions as if they are some sort of beast. Yeah. 
But th- he can't breathe, though. That's a problem. But Popeye has, wait, a spinach can? What can be used as, like, a scuba gear? Yeah. I'm trying to like think of, very like, ducktails, surely at some point they went underwater. I'm, right? like, trying to think of, like, like what, what would Scrooge McDuck do? do? Like, a very long reed, and I then think, you can just breathe with yeah, the reed. Yeah, it's either a big reed or, like, a fishbowl that's flipped upside down. Maybe Wimpy is very uh, eco-conscious, and he always brings his portable straw with him that's everywhere right. he goes. And so he's, he's got a metal straw. Yeah, he's got a metal straw, and he flips it open to its maximum length, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of overkill, but it's several kilometers. Oh yeah, he uh, he's he never knows when <laughs> he's gonna like. He uses he pretends he's eco conscious, but actually he uses it to steal people's drinks from right, across yeah. the room. He drinks style. their milkshake. He does drink their milkshake. Yeah, yes. he drinks it up. Popeye saw that the his his old chip teetered up and teetered down again and this time it went past the axis and the ship started descending deep into the crevasse below there's no time we gotta we gotta hurry and he he so they tied up all of the sea lions and popeye says okay i can't grab nothing so you are gonna have to grab it but how are you gonna stay alive down there breathing and he turns to wimpy and wimpy has his metal straw out and he's taking a drink from someone's root beer float <laughs> several miles away. Yeah. And he's and he's like, what were you saying? What? Oh, that's good. And he and collapses the, sea, the straw. And the sea lions like, mm. jump up and they dive deep yeah. down. And then it's a smash cut to him using the <laughs> yeah. next scene. Using the, the, the straw. The Well, the straw flies out of the root beer float and flies up into the sky to, to allow Wimpy to breathe as he sinks deeper and deeper right. below and the the sea lions uh speed down and the ship falls off the edge and popeye's corpse co- starts tumbling down below and wimpy points and the sea lions see their their prize and they they dive towards it and then one of the sea lions grabs the corpse and wimpy quickly ties the um the kelp ropes to the ship and she's a corpse, and they, and points upwards, and the sea lions go zooming up to the surface with their prize in tow. Popeye can't believe his eyes as five sea lions, wimpy, and a very dead Popeye mm-hmm. breach the surface with a anchor, the anchor that had crushed Popeye's strong ribs. The ribs had collapsed Collapsed around them and had forced the anchor up with them. Mm, uh, yes. He, he, it had drug everything up. Everything came up. Well, the anchor at least. Popeye's body was thrown onto the top of this rock and a silly lion started doing mouth to mouth, but it was far too late. Right. And just at that moment, Olive Oil's ship comes comes come come by the rock that they're on mm-hmm. and olive oil saw something from the corner of her eye and it was popeye and she went back to getting fishes but then she realized well, popeye what and the? she looked and there was 
her husband, her her partner, uh, <laughs> lying dead on a rock with a sea lion. And wimpy? And wimpy? Wimpy! Wimpy! And she, she waves her crazy arms in the air. And Wimpy sees her and waves his crazy arms in the air. Why, why, it's olive oil. What's she doing out this at way. sea? She doesn't belong here. She's at home. She's supposed to be being taken care of. And her boss sees the commotion out at the rock and goes, Oh, sea lions. I bet they got a lot of guts we could, we could harvest. And so they make a course for the rock. They pull up and Wimpy brings Popeye's body onto the ship and the boss ran over to start murdering some sea lions. Oh, yeah. Olive oil grabbed onto Popeye's corpse and held him tight and cried. And Wimpy took off his hat and held it to his chest. Mm -hmm. And Popeye watched as his his lover... They finally got closure of his knowledge of his death. And Janet appeared next to him. Popeye didn't know when she arrived, but it felt like she had been there a while. Now, what I really want to happen is... For Popeye's corpse to go through forensics. And Bluto thought he'd gotten away with it. Because <laughs> he had taken all of the teeth out of Popeye's skull. Right, yeah. But what he didn't know was that bone marrow analysis mm -hmm. can identify a body. Yeah. Regardless of its state so, of decay. Janet holds out her hand to Popeye. And she says... Don't worry, Popeye. Forensics has come a long way, and now <laughs> they can use bone marrow analysis to pin the blame on Bluto, who is guilty, because he left evidence behind on the anchor. Uh, this, uh, this was your unfinished business, I assume. I guess, yeah. Well. What, did you think you would be able to hop back into your body and come to life? And then ride off into the sunset with your beautiful wife and baby who you love very much. And it would be a very happy ending for all. I mean. Because, get, yeah, that can happen. So don't do that. Don't jump into your body. Because I will get in a lot of trouble. Way more paperwork to do. Uh, Anyways, let's go. Afterlife, just right over here. Just, just behind a, me. Just behind my shoulder. Let me just turn around. There it is. Just let's a, go. Janet? Janet? That's me. Just a second. All right. And, I'll give you a moment and to Popeye say goodbye. Flew and possessed his old body. Janet turns back and, sit and looks at it. I really should stop telling people all of the rules. They keep using it to their advantage. Popeye coughed and puked up a bunch of water. And he, he was very decayed as well. He he was very zombie-like. So he's not feeling very healthy, but he knows what will help that. Now Olive Oil goes, pa Popeye, my love, you're alive. Spinach. Spinach. What are you saying? What's he saying? I can't make it out. Spinach. Spinch? What's a spinch? 
Give me spinach. I got you some spinach! Olive oil cracked open. A cold can of, can of spinach that she always keeps on hand, pours it directly in, down his gullet. And the decay and the Oh boy, his arms get grow so big and go whoop a loop a loop and his head goes whoop a loop a loop and all of his up. teeth pop out of his mouth and are a full set of teeth now. Olive oil, my, my, my love, I love you so much. Oh, Bob, I, I love you too, baby. Where did you go? And he grabs olive oil and he spins her around and he holds her tight and he gives her the biggest kiss. And then... Oh, Bob, I not at work. Mm. Olive oil, you gotta, you gotta solve my murder. Murder? You gotta solve my murder. Come, and and Popeye. Uh, we got some investigating to do. Grabbed onto. Investigating. Grabbed onto the front of the ship and uh, sailed off, leaving Boss on the rock with all of the sea lions. The band of friends uh, arrived. Our merry crew. Our merry crew arrived at Popeye's house. Uh, to Bluto's surprise. Papa, I killed you! Oops, I mean, I didn't murder anybody. And Popeye... Oh, that's a confession! If I know my law, I've been studying in my spare time. In my my night classes, Popeye gave Bluto a big old punch, and Bluto went flying out of his house. Oh, boy. And landed right in the jail. And Popeye picked up Sweet Pea. Baby, I love you. We blurp. I love you so much. My, your daddy loves you. Da, da, <sighs> His first words. Olive oil, I love you. Sweet pea, I love you. What do you say we, we make this official and get married? I don't think that's going to work, Olive. Janet. What? Janet was there. <gasps> Come, Popeye. She says, it's your time. And Popeye left his body, which immediately went back to decay. Oh, gross. Grabbed Janet's hand, and the two of them walked off into the afterlife, Mm -hmm. uh, leaving Sweet Pea and Olive Oil alone to, to solve the murder and live their lives. Yep. And now she gets to be a lawyer. No, she gets to be a, a detective. Yeah. A freelance detective. Yeah. Uh, she, 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 oh, okay. She picks up Popeye's pipe reverently. Mm-hmm. She says. She finds it under the bed. Under the bed with his hat and his pipe. And she says, I'll never forget you, my love. And she puts the pipe in her mouth and then puts on a, a um, deer stalker hat. Yeah, and uh, she cracks open a can of spinach. Can of spinach, it flies into her mouth and she says, but right now I got a case to solve. <laughs> and sweet and she ta- she's taking up his mantle. Sweet Pea takes a look at the camera and winks. Uh, and another fun. great, great episode Fall by the Sailor Man. Would you like to do some sandwich criticism? Yes. 
I would. Sandwich criticism is where we look at our masterpiece with a critical eye. We say one thing we liked, another we didn't. And alas, we liked. What is one thing we liked about this story? What is one thing we enjoyed, liked, good, did good? The, I think we did a good job with like plotting this one. Yep. I think, yeah, this worked really well. We, we set things up and then we plotted we we walked over to those things and we used them you know yeah we set up and we paid we used, off we're using the tags to our advantage exactly more yeah. it's making it easier having a a storyline an outline if you will a thing we didn't mm-hmm. like sure didn't capture popeye's voice like no at all. very difficult difficult voice that's to a hard that's a hard character to use while improving as yeah. well since you can't understand what he says yeah as part of his character. His whole thing is it's like tough. mumbling and speaking words wrong. <laughs> yeah. Very difficult. Yep. Uh, a last thing we liked. I like that Olive Oil like came into her own. You know? Yeah. She became a full person. Uh-huh. Like, I like that she thinks detectiving is taking on a sailor's mantle. Why well, not? She can do it. She doesn't need that that strong arm strength. You don't have to lift heavy boxes when yeah, you're a lawyer. You, she uses the spinach for her brain. You're right. Oh, like how Popeye's arms go. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Her her brain goes boop, 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 when she exactly, eats it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we say the last thing we liked? Yeah, we did. Well, we said we liked how smart Olive Oil was. Yeah, we like her. Yeah. Uh, I also liked her like working and like standing <laughs> yeah, up to her, her boss a little her bit. Her characterization was better because her voice and yeah. ba- basic demeanor is easier to capture in general. If you'd like to suggest characters for us, send them on over. Send them on over to ffwrshow at gmail.com or on Twitter at ffwrshow. What are you enjoying right now? What are you watching? What are you I just finally about? finished good old Steven Universe. Yeah, send send some characters from that thing that you have been putting off and you finally sat down and love. Yeah, your favorite beautiful cartoon that makes you cry. Mm-hmm. Send us stuff that makes you cry in general. Tell us about the last time you cried, please. In, in detail. Send in us detail. a long email about it. And in your spare time, you could also review us on iTunes to help us get to number one, baby. That's definitely a realistic goal that we've set for ourselves. And a thanks to the band known as the band known as Seawater Bliss for the use of their song theme from Teen Wolf 2 as our intro and outro. Check out their album at seawaterbliss.com. And remember, when in doubt, just AU that garbage. Garbage.